0: I've coached nearly 100 women about their screen time, and here's what I've learned. Women actually don't care about their screen time. They care about those things that are impacted by their screen time. Their ability to be patient with their kids, their growth of their business, having time to pursue their creative dreams, their relationship with their husband, the inner peace that they feel, their confidence in themselves, their connection with God, their friendships, not missing out on their kids' childhoods. I'm Alex, and I'm here to help you find inner peace, enjoy true fulfillment, and be fully present. Welcome to the Mindful with Media podcast. Hi, welcome. So my dad, he has a new car now, but most of my time growing up, he had this huge sticker on the back of his car that I think we actually gave him for Christmas or a birthday or something. And the sticker says, make it a great day. And if you are part of my family, or if you know my family at all, then you've probably heard us say that, make it a great day. And it's because my Grandpa Tanner, he was a psychologist and honestly very ahead of his times as far as like the the concepts that he taught and the mindset shifts that he taught and helped people with and So that's something that I grew up learning was a lot of these positive mindset work things. So there are a few sayings that are very ingrained in me. One is make it a great day. They would always say, never say have a great day. You say make it a great day because you're in charge of how your day goes. Another saying that I heard all the time growing up that's ingrained in my mind is it's not what happens to you in life, but how you feel about it. And so that's just something like I could quote that to you in my sleep, that it was very clear to me growing up that you are the decider of how things happen in your life and you have a huge impact on how you feel. Those are awesome things, but growing up, I misinterpreted those things to mean that I was bad if I felt sad or frustrated or any sort of negative emotion Or I felt really guilty and like it was my fault if I was having a bad day. And if I was having a hard time in life, I felt really bad about that. Like I wasn't supposed to be having a hard time because I could choose how I was feeling. And so as I got older, I went to lots of therapy and I learned the power of allowing all emotions and I think as a society, we're getting way better at this. Like, I actually have been teaching my kids, so there's that song, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. And so I always teach my kids, we also sing, if you're sad and you know it, you can cry. And then recently, my sister just told me that her daughter was in like a little music class or something, and they learned If you're sad and you know it, hug your mom. So we sing both of those versions too. Anyways, I think just as a society, we're getting better at allowing people to feel sad and that it's okay to feel sad and how to cope with those emotions. And you can even listen to episode 29 of the podcast where I talk more about what to do when you're in a hard place emotionally and some really specific things to help you allow those emotions. And it's kind of adapted from things that I've learned in therapy and worked through for myself. But with this background of having a grandpa who was very advanced in his understanding of the mind and how you can use your mind to create a life you love and to impact your feelings, and having these sayings ingrained in my heart, make it a great day, and it's not what happens to you in life and how you feel about it, and misinterpreting those. I've since talked with my parents about it, and they never meant me to take it this way, but I... And a lot of my siblings took it to mean that we were bad if we were having a bad day or it was our own fault if we were experiencing negative emotions. And so with that background, anytime I heard about positive mindset work or anything related to that, I cringed. I had thoughts like that doesn't work. That's not healthy to live that way. That doesn't work for me. Like maybe that works for other people, but that is just backfires for me. Like positive mindset work is not effective. Then I would say in the last, like, I don't know, several months to the past year ish, I've been learning about the power of mindset and I've been learning about it from a new lens and it's so interesting because I've been learning a lot of the exact same concepts that I learned that my grandpa Tanner taught, but I've been learning them from a new perspective. And just that what he taught was truth and really powerful to change your life. But it's because I misunderstood what this positive mindset work meant. I thought, and I a lot of people that I've since talked to who have qualms with mindset work it's because they misunderstand it and what I thought it was and what I hear people say is like they'll explain something really hard going in their life and then they'll add like with a sigh but such is life like this is just how it is like they think that's like somehow accepting that I don't know like or a lot of it shows up as like gaslighting yourself. So like going through something that feels hard for you, but then trying to convince yourself that it wasn't really a big deal or it's not as bad or other people have it worse or you have all these good things in your life. So it it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Like trying to convince yourself that it's not that bad. And that's not what this mindset work is. That's gaslighting yourself and that's not effective. Another one that I caught myself, and I probably still do it all the time, but I've been catching myself more doing is using this word but. So, like again, that kind of comes back to the gaslighting. This is one that comes up for me a lot. Like, my son is so hard in so many ways, but he's so sweet and he's so innocent, and I have so many good things in my life, or like this is. Really painful and scary, and I'm not sure how this is going to turn out, but we're just glad that she's as healthy as she is. Or I don't know, we just add this but to everything and think that's having a positive mindset. But in my mind, using mindset work correctly doesn't use the word but. So that's just something to watch yourself if you're trying to change your perspective on things and you're using the word but it's probably not the correct way to do it. I also thought this meant like not allowing any hard emotions. So like that song, if you chance to meet a frown, do not let it stay quickly, turn it upside down and smile that frown away. That's what I thought having a positive mindset was, was if you felt sad, then you had to just replace it with a smile and just fake it till you make it of like, just pretend you're happy. And then you'll be happy, you know, just Don't let yourself be sad. And again, this is kind of similar to what we've been talking about, but I see it a lot as dismissing your circumstances or situations. So like I have to do all the most of the childcare by myself, but this is just how it is. I don't know, just like dismissing it and not like letting yourself feel that no, like that's hard and you're exhausted and this is a hard thing. So that's another way that I see this misunderstanding of positive mindset work. I think it all comes back to kind of those main points of adding a but to anything or just saying such is life or not allowing those emotions or dismissing what you're going through as either not being that hard or just such is life. This is how it is. But what I've realized is that these approaches are not helpful. They usually just exacerbate the problem. And that mindset work that's done correctly and that's actually powerful and actually changes your life is synonymous with allowing all emotions. Correct mindset work, you're allowed and you embrace those hard emotions instead of dismissing them or trying to force them away or trying to replace them with a happier thought or a, yeah, trying to avoid them really. So I want to share six things that have helped me to both allow all emotions, both the good ones and the hard ones, and be okay with not having a great day, and using the power of my mindset to live a better life. I want to share these six things that have helped me to understand how these can both coincide. So the first thing is to both allow and embrace Contrast and I I learned that word from Amber Smith, and I love that switch in vocabulary. I love how she uses the word contrast instead of hard times or discouragement or trials or anything. You could replace it with any of those words, struggles, things like that. But I like how she uses the word contrast because it helps me view the situation differently. But the first thing that's helped me is to allow and embrace contrast. And I think I got some of these questions from Amber Smith, or I adapted them. I honestly can't really remember. But some of the questions that I like to ask myself when I'm experiencing something where I'm I'm having a hard day, like, you know, or experience something that feels hard to me. Some questions I like to journal about are, One, what clarity does this provide me about what I really want? So sometimes when we're going through something really hard, it's really clear what we don't want, and so that can give us a lot of clarity about what we do want. Like if we're feeling really sick, I really want to be healthy. If we're having a really hard time being patient with our kids and we're feeling emotionally dysregulated with our kids that shows you that you really want to be emotionally regulated and, and to be able to connect with your kids, you know. Experiencing hard times and struggles can make it really clear for you what you value and what you do want. And that can be really valuable so that you can create what you do want. Another question that I like to ask myself when I'm experiencing something hard or struggling in some way is how can I stop resisting this? Like I said before, I think sometimes we use what can be called positive mindset work as a way to resist what we're going through. When we gaslight ourselves or when we say, oh, this is just the way it is, that's actually resisting it. That's actually resisting what you're going through. Instead of allowing yourself to feel that feeling, to feel really sad or feel really frustrated or feel what it is, positive mindset work can be a way to resist it in an unhealthy way. Another question I like to ask myself is, what is this here to show me? Why am I struggling in this way? And what can it teach me? What can I learn from this? Honestly, just earlier today, I was feeling more emotionally dysregulated than I have in a very long time with my kids. I have really good systems and ways in my life to stay emotionally regulated so that I don't, not that I don't. Like I say, feel human emotion, but I rarely blow up at my kids. But earlier today I was feeling much more dysregulated than I have in months and months and months. And I could have, you know, said, Oh, I shouldn't feel this way. Oh, like felt all guilty about it. But instead I just asked myself that question, like, what is this here to show me? What can I learn from this? And as I took some time to journal and process what had happened. I learned about myself and about my kids that it is really important for me to protect my time to regulate. I noticed several times this last week and today where I I didn't protect that time in the name of trying to help my kids and my husband, but it ended up backfiring on them. And so I, it was just a good lesson for me that it's actually better for them if. Initially, I, I protect my time to to fill my cup first, right? That's such a cliche thing to say, but to, to fill my cup. The last question I like to ask is, how can I let this emotion move through my body instead of pretending it's not here or resisting it? I feel like that right there just captures what a lot of people mistake mindset work to be, that it's like pretending you're not feeling a certain way or somehow resisting it. But if you can just like lean in and allow yourself to have that emotion move through your body. And like I said, in episode 29, I talk more about how to do this, but you know, let it be in your chest and move through your body or let it, yeah, just let that feeling move through your body. And this isn't something that you'll be able to do overnight. This does take a lot of practice. And that's some of what we can do in coaching. If you want to sign up for a free coaching call, I'd be happy to work you through this and help you learn how to do this in a time when you're not let me I'm just gonna go on a tangent real quick and then we'll come back. But like let's say you're playing baseball, you don't just practice batting in the game, you practice batting before the game over and over and over so that when you get to the game, you're ready to perform. It's the same thing with responding to emotions. You don't just practice in the moment when it happens. If you practice before over and over and over managing those big emotions, then when it actually happens, when you have a big emotion, you're much more prepared for how to respond to that. The second thing that's helped me to allow all emotions and use the power of mindset to live a better life is this concept. I heard Jodi Moore say this on a podcast, and I just loved the way that she phrased it. She said, when you avoid clean pain, you spin in dirty pain. So some examples of clean pain would be like, I feel sad that my relationship with her isn't the same anymore. And just letting yourself feel that sadness and allowing that sadness. Or I feel a tightness in my chest when I think about doing that, feeling that nervousness or anxiousness, just that tightness. Or another example of clean pain would be, I feel tired and overwhelmed caregiving all by myself. I just feel so tired and exhausted. Those are examples of clean pain. They're focused on the emotions themselves and how you're feeling. But some examples of dirty pain that if we avoid this clean pain, we usually end up spinning in this dirty pain and it's it's not helpful and it's not effective some examples of this are like, it's so freaking hard to have a son like this. Or if she would have just communicated, our relationship would have been so much better. Or feeling resentment because you always have to be the default parent. Those are examples of dirty pain where they're, they're usually not helpful. And not to say like, if you're having these thoughts or feelings that Again, you don't just dis- dismiss them. It's asking, okay, like what what clean pain is hiding underneath this dirty pain? And if you can focus on that clean pain, then you can usually find a solution instead of just spinning in that dirty pain. The third thing that can help that's really similar to that point is when I allow my emotions, I move through them faster. When I pretend they're not there or I try to fake it till I make it or I avoid it in other ways, they always keep coming back. But if I can just allow that feeling and allow what I'm experiencing, that's hard. I I end up moving through it a lot faster. I remember hearing this analogy, I think my sister taught it to me, of it's like a, a wave in the ocean. And if you try to stay above it and you try to resist it and avoid it, you end up getting like water just Splash in your eyes and get all the salt water in your nose and stuff. But if you, when the big wave is coming, you dive through it and dive under it. Yeah, you get all wet and stuff, but it's a much cleaner process. And then you can come up out of it on top of the wave instead of getting thrown around and smashed by the wave. It's better to dive through it and feel that emotion and feel that feeling. And I found that the more that I practice allowing emotions and processing emotions and feeling emotions, the faster it becomes. The fourth thing is don't say but. Stop saying this is so hard, but blah, 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 blah. This is so sad, but blah, blah, blah. This is so embarrassing, but stop saying, but, (laughs) and this might sound really similar, but it's very different. Instead of saying, but you choose to see things differently. So instead of like, my son is so hard, but I'm so grateful that I have a son. And I'm so grateful that he's so sweet and so loving. And he's having such a hard time. Instead of saying that, it's like, I'm really tired emotionally from taking care of my son and i'm going to choose to ask god to help me see this differently it's actually changing how you see it it's not saying but okay the fifth thing that i've learned is well let me just say it this way people often say like oh my gosh that is so much work to intentionally change your thoughts or like change how you feel like i can't do that i can't just change how i do and like yeah, it does take some effort to shift your mindset around things. I I often feel this like resistance in my chest because I want to keep seeing my situation how I currently see it. But when I do allow myself to surrender and choose to see things differently, I always feel so much better. It's like this relief. It's kind of like If you're, I don't know, feeling really worked up or something and you're like, I know I should just breathe, like that would help, but you're like resisting it. It's almost like, no, but I don't want to, like, I want to feel angry. I want to feel upset. Or like my mom says, like yelling feels really good for like the first 10 seconds. And then it does not feel good after that. So again, this takes practice. It's not something that you learn in the moment You practice before, but just surrendering and allowing yourself to see it differently yeah, it takes effort, but it's way harder to stay in that way of life of just resisting. I think resisting is actually harder in the long run of resisting whatever emotion it is or whatever situation. Okay, the sixth thing that I've learned about mindset work and how allowing your emotions and using positive mindset work are actually one and the same and work together. The sixth thing that I've learned is... That you have to believe your thoughts. I always heard about people like using affirmations and things like that. And I honestly thought it was the dumbest thing. I was like, why would I just repeat random affirmations to myself in the mirror? I thought it was so dumb. And I think it's because this is so important that you can't just say things to yourself. The power comes when you believe those affirmations. You have to actually believe them and change your underlying beliefs. And this is why coaching has been so powerful for me because it's helped me change my underlying beliefs on certain things that's changed how I see situations, how I respond to things, how I just things that naturally happen instead of having to intentionally like try to shift my thoughts every time you actually change your underlying beliefs first, and then the thoughts happen later. So just a recap on what we've talked about today. Most people misunderstand mindset work. Mindset work is not saying, such is life with a sigh. Mindset work is not gaslighting yourself. Mindset work is not using but after explaining something hard in your life. Mindset work is not resisting hard emotions. Mindset work is not dismissing your circumstances or your situation. Those things are not mindset work. Mindset work includes allowing all emotions. And some things that have helped me, allowing and embracing contrast, remembering that when you avoid clean pain, you spin in dirty pain. Three, when you allow your emotions then you're actually able to move through them instead of getting thrown about by them like the wave. Number four, stop saying, but number five, allow yourself to surrender to this way of life. It, it seems harder at first, but it's actually easier in the long run. And number six, you have to believe the thoughts. And so that's why you have to change your underlying beliefs first, instead of just repeating meaningless affirmations to yourself. That's all I have for you today. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you haven't already on Wednesdays when these podcasts release, I've been having more discussions about them on my Instagram stories. So if you have anything to add to that discussion, if you ever disagree with anything, if you ever have any examples or stories or comments on anything that I've shared or questions on things, come to my stories and let's talk about it there or send me a DM. Or if you're not on Instagram, because I know some of you aren't feel free to send me an email and then we can talk about it there too. I would love this to be more of a a two-way conversation about these topics. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. If you feel like your life is good but it could be better I would love to chat with you. The only way for me to explain what I do is for you to experience it you can sign up for a free coaching session using the link in the show notes.